Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Now, today's topic, let me tell you the topic, Now, I'll introduce myself for those of you not familiar with me, then we'll get into the subject, I'll recap, and if there is time, we'll have a few comments, we'll see. Um, today's topic, I'm going to talk about how to market 
and sell yourself like a politician. I'm going to explain what that means in a moment. But first, let me introduce myself. For those who are not familiar with me, my name is Dre Baldwin. I'm a former nine-year pro athlete. I'm author of 33 books. I have done four TEDx talks. I've created a whole brand and philosophy and framework called Work On Your Game that takes all the tools that I learned as a professional athlete, you know, minus the going to the gym and the push-ups and the workouts, taking that part out, but all the rest of the stuff, extracted it and systematized it into teaching business professionals, entrepreneurs, people like yourselves, how to apply these tools at work and in everyday life through what I call the work on your game system. Now, what we're going to talk about here today is marketing like a politician. Now, let me tell you where this topic actually came from, because I'm from the state of Pennsylvania, from Philadelphia, born and raised, but I live in South Florida. But somehow I ended up on the email list of a guy named uh, Josh Shapiro, who's running for governor in Pennsylvania. Now, I don't know how I got on this guy's list, but I, he started sending me emails. And my first, my initial uh, knee-jerk reaction to the emails when I saw that I was on his email list was to just unsubscribe and, you know, market as spam so I wouldn't be looking at these emails because I'm not even eligible to vote in the state of Pennsylvania and don't even know who this guy was. But I thought to myself, you know what, let me see how he actually runs his campaign. And this has nothing to do with him particularly. This could be anybody running for any uh, political office in the country. I was on his list. And I said, let me just see how these people run their campaign because the governor, a lot of gubernatorial campaigns are being run and elections are happening uh, next month. I wanted to see what he was doing. What are they talking about? What are the the uh, the consistencies in how they are marketing to their people? Because there are several things that I thought of when I first saw this email. That I said, let me see if my theories are true. Let me see what else I learned in this process. So I've been reading in every single email and this probably started right now. We're in October. I started getting emails from this campaign probably in June or July. might have even been earlier than that. might have been even been May. I started getting emails from this campaign and to this point, I'm getting emails, multiple emails every single day. We'll get into that in a minute. But as I've read through this, there are some marketing principles that I have uncovered and noticed about the way that this campaign has been run that all of you, any of you who's in the marketing or sales business, and that's kind of a, a trick statement because all of us are in the marketing and sales business. You're either doing this intentionally or you're just bad at marketing and sales, but we're all in marketing and sales in some way, shape or form. If you make money or spend money, you're in marketing and sales. And I gleaned some principles that will be very useful for all of us from what I got through looking at these campaigns. So let's get into it. I have one, two, three, three points. Let's get into it. Number one. When it comes to marketing like a politician, these are all good things you can do regardless of your feelings about any particular uh, politician, political party, or even if you participate in the political process. Okay, number one, repeat the same message over and over and over again. This is something all good marketers do regardless of what they are marketing or who they are marketing. They repeat the same message over and over again. Think of your favorite politician who you have voted for or supported in the past. Think of your most hated politician who you did not vote for and you did not support in the past, but they won anyway. They probably repeated the same message over and over and over again. If you really look at it, any of you who pays attention or if you start to pay attention once you after what you hear today, you'll notice that most politicians do not do not have a long list of things that they run their campaigns on. Your campaign is not based on 
a laundry list of all these things that they're going to do. Now, maybe they'll have that on their website if you go to it and you read it. Or what is your what's what's your actual plan for the state or what's your plan for the nation? There are a, a small percentage of voters who actually go and look at that stuff and you know inspect it in detail. The rest of us do not make decisions based on that. We make decisions based on who we like who we think we know, who we feel like we can trust, and based on a few surface-level things that we can see. That's how most people make their decisions. And several reasons many politicians don't have a long list of things they run their campaigns on. One reason is that when you need to reach a mass audience, meaning you're trying to reach you know, hundreds of thousands of people, you can't be too detailed, too specific, or too complicated with your message because most people don't have the, the bandwidth or, to be honest, the intelligence to understand what you're going to say. So what you need to do is what we call dumbing it down. You have to dumb down your message and make it really, really simple so everyone can understand it. Let me give you an example of this. The most popular, the same way a popular musician has some very simple songs, the ones that become hit records. The ones that become hit records are usually the songs with the simplest hooks, the simplest lyrics, the ones that are easily, easiest for other people to understand, where your, your six-year-old kid knows the words to the songs. Those are the ones that get on the radio and sell all the, all the records, right? Then the songs that are a little bit more detailed, that require a little bit more thinking and introspection, those are the ones that go on the album, but those aren't the ones that sell the records. The ones that sell the records the ones that have simple hooks, easy-to-repeat choruses, is the same way that it works in the political world. You need a simple hook and an easily easy to repeat chorus, um, metaphorically speaking. Politicians who win big elections, like gubernatorial campaigns or presidential campaigns, you can't be too smart because you will go over people's heads and then you can't get people's votes if they don't understand you. As we say in the marketing and sales world, confused prospects do nothing. Confused prospects do not raise their hand and ask you a bunch of questions to get understanding. They just don't do anything. And what they do instead is they take their money and their wallets to somewhere where they are not confused and they understand things. And that's where they spend their money. So your message has to be simple enough that everybody can get it. So what most politicians do, and this is what you should do, salespeople, is you need to have two to three core messages that you repeat over and over and over again throughout your entire marketing slash political campaign. Whatever kind of campaign you're doing, it needs to be the same two or three messages. You just need to repeat it over and over again, just find different ways of saying the exact same thing. Now think about this. Over the in our, our lifetimes, you think about some of the big campaigns that we've seen. What was Barack Obama's core message? His core messages were two things. Yes we can and change. Those are his core messages. Now were there details to his program? Sure, but who can who can name them? Probably nobody, unless you work there or you got or you Googled it right now. His head, he had two core messages, and I'm not saying that's why he won, but I'm saying that's why he won. His whole campaign was about those two ideas. Hillary Clinton's campaign was she had I'm with her and also that she was a woman and she was representing the fact that a woman could be president. Now, she went against Barack Obama. He had yes, we can to change. She lost because his was better. Then she went against Donald Trump. What was Donald Trump's? Everybody knows that one. It was make America great again, America first, and build the wall. That's pretty much it. He had three points. His whole campaign was built around those three things. Every time he talked, it was the same three things over and over and over again. He just found different ways of saying it. His was better than Hillary's. So Hillary had her ideas were not as good as the two people she went against, and that's the reason why she lost. Had nothing to do with her political background, nothing to do with her actual uh, worthiness of doing the job, nothing to do with her, could, what was her, the details of her whole plan and what she would do, which had she won, none of that had anything to do with whether she would win or not. Now, I understand 
the, many of you who are you know, of high intelligence, and I know there's a bunch of you who are here in Clubhouse and Breakfast with Champions, you may want to believe that they won and lost for different reasons. I'm here to tell you that you're wrong. They didn't. They won and lost for these very simple reasons because most of the population is not deep enough, nor will they be detailed enough and go into enough detail to find out all the other details of these campaigns is all based on what is on the surface. Think about, you go back to uh, President Obama. He ran against John McCain and then he ran against Mitt Romney. What was John McCain's campaign based on? What were his two to three main points? I don't think anybody can remember. What were Mitt Romney's two to three main points? I don't think anyone can remember. And I, now am I saying that's the reason that was the difference in the campaigns? Yes, I am. Did the elections really come down to something that simple? Yes, they did. If you think about it, the most popular people in any space, in any space, forget about politics, are usually known for maybe two to three things, and that's it, if not just one thing. They just do the same two to three things, or one thing, over and over again until it's burned into your mind, which is the exact definition of what a brand is. A brand is a simple idea that is burned into the mind of your prospects and consumers. You have a brand with a certain percentage of the population based on a few things, or maybe even one thing, that everybody knows you for. So when I mention Tiger Woods, what do you think about? Golf. When I mention Serena Williams, you think about tennis. When I mention and you think of someone who is really famous to you, someone who you, you have a high level of affinity for, you don't think about 17 things or 12 things. You think about maybe one or two, maybe at the most, if you're really a deep, deep fan, you might think about three things. So what I'm telling you all of this to say, you want to do the exact same thing with your brand, your message and your marketing for yourself, number one. And then with every product, service or offering or launch that you're putting out, you want to give people really, really simple ideas because that's what sticks in people's minds. Remember that most people are not taking the time to do a deep dive into detail about you and your life because most people are focused on what themselves and their lives. So you want to be simple enough that they can get it. Remember it. Move on and keep remembering it the next day after they've been inundated with 10,000 other marketing messages from 10,000 other people. You are not the only person the other people are thinking about. Moving on to point number two, we are talking about how to market like a politician. So the second thing you do, once you get clear on what your two to three main messages will be, and you need to do that first, here's the second thing you do. Stay in touch relentlessly. So on this first point, and I, I didn't even mention this first point, I should have. When it comes to repeating the same message over and over again, this guy who's running for governor in Pennsylvania, his messages over and over again are, we're going to protect the, the fairness of the elections. We're going to protect the woman's right to choose. And that's pretty much it. Those are pretty much, and my opponent's the opposite of me. That's pretty much his three messages. He says the same thing every time. I received about 500 emails from this guy since May. And those are the same things that he says over and over again. He gets other people to say it. He finds different ways of saying it, or he'll just repeat the same thing. That's all he's doing. So here's the second thing. Staying in touch relentlessly. Now, I just told you I got like 500 emails from this person, literally 500 emails from their campaign. Right now, it's October. So we're less than a month away from the election in the state of Pennsylvania. I'm receiving four to five emails from their campaign every single day. Not one day has gone by in the last 90 that I haven't received at least two emails. And if you think about it, think about this. And here's the, this is the really interesting point. The only people who are reading the emails from a particular candidate are people who are already on their email list, who are probably already your fan and probably already decided that they're going to vote for you if they decide to vote. All right. So it's not like he's sending these emails out to change anybody's mind. All he's doing is sending he's preaching to the choir. He's talking to the people who are already his fans because you're not going to be on the email list of a candidate who you don't like. 
Now, you were unsubscribed if you got an email from somebody who you know you're not going to vote for. So staying in touch relentlessly is staying in touch with the audience that you already have. And any of you knows anything about the marketing and sales world, we all understand that the easiest sale to make is to the person who's already bought from you in the past. Not getting the new customer. New customer is the most expensive customer to acquire. It's the customer that you already have. That's the one that you want to be selling to. And thinking about this, those are the only people who uh, Shapiro is promoting to. The people who are already his fans. They're probably going to vote for him anyway if they decide to vote. The purpose of the emails, then, and the reason I said if, is not to change anybody's mind. The purpose is to make sure that the supporters actually show up to the polls and vote. And this is something that anyone who's worked in politics, any of you have any experience in politics, you know this, that the biggest difference for a lot of uh, campaigns is not changing the minds of some undecided voters, because that's usually a very small sliver of the population. What it is, is getting the people who are already your fans and already on your side to get them to actually move their feet and actually go and vote for you. Because if you get everyone who's a supporter of you to actually vote, that can be the, that's usually the difference between winning and losing. Can you get the voters to actually show up? That's the easiest customer to sell. The one who has already purchased from you in the past, you just have to give them a compelling reason to do something right now. Because most people, by just by human nature, we're all naturally lazy. We rather do nothing than do something. So moving people to action is the whole purpose of them sending all of these emails every day. So you, marketer, salesperson, you need to stay in front of the people who already know you, already like you, and already trust you. And you must continue to market to them relentlessly. Keyword, relentlessly. A marketing expert once said to me, Dre, the only reason people will ever stop buying from you is if, A, you do something that changes their mind about you, meaning you just have a shift in your approach to change their mind about you, number one, or B, you stop selling to them. If you stop marketing to people, then they will forget about you, out of sight, out of mind. And these days, that happens faster than you would expect, simply because on the devices that we have and the connectivity we have in our world, it's so easy for people to get inundated by and from messages from a bunch of other people outside of yourself. This is why you have to stay in front of your audience. You got to be where they can see you. So the way that for many marketers, the problem with many marketers, the challenge for many marketers is that they are way too tentative in their marketing. You're afraid of reaching out. I've had so many people tell me, well, Dre, I don't want to reach out to my people too much. I don't, don't want to be too aggressive in telling them about what I'm doing and telling them how I can help them. I want you to understand, people who don't want to hear from you anymore, all right, it's only two clicks of a button to make that happen. All right, if I don't want to hear from somebody anymore, I can click the unsubscribe button. Right, I no longer want to receive these emails. It's over. All right, you can never reach me again. Or I can click the unfollow button. Are you sure you want to unfollow this person? Yes, it's over. I can you know, leave the room. I can, you know, whatever other things you can do on social media or whatever platforms you don't want to hear from somebody anymore, block this phrase, block this person is easy. Two clicks of a button, you can never hear from a person again if you don't want to. So if someone is not doing that, they're not blocking you, they're not unsubscribing, they're not unfollowing, then they want to keep hearing from you, which means you need to keep marketing to them. And just because they haven't taken an action doesn't mean they're not thinking about it. How many people in this room right now, if you think about it, you could put a put a, a yes in the chat if I what I'm about to say is correct for anyone in this room. You have something that you want to do in the future, but you haven't done it yet. But as soon as something happens, you're going to do it. You have you have an as soon as list. 
i.e. or as soon as I make this money, I'm going to buy this thing, this thing, and this thing. As soon as I take care of this, I'm going to do this next thing. As soon as I take care of A, B, and C, I'm going to do D. As soon as this is done, I'm going to do that. How many of you have anything on that list, that as soon as list in your life? I think all of us have that as soon as list in our lives. So when I, the reason I'm bringing this up is to say this, that there are people who are looking at your marketing messages. They're reading your emails. They're looking at your social media posts. They're seeing what you're putting up on your, your pages and your profiles and your websites and you're reading your blogs and your entries. And they haven't taken any action whatsoever, but they're just staying there. They're sitting there. They're watching. They're noticing. And they have an as soon as list. It may only be in their mind. And you are on there as soon as list. But if you stop marketing to them because you're saying, well, they haven't done anything. So I guess they don't want to hear from anymore. You just stop marketing because you're being a tentative marketer. All right, you, you're missing out on an opportunity because if you stop being in front of them, somebody else is going to take your spot in front of them, top of mind. And when they're ready to move, they're going to move with that person because they're the one who's in front of them. So make sure that you're staying active in the game, because even when it doesn't seem to be working, it's working. All right. Everybody who keeps reading your stuff and paying attention, are they want you to talk to them. All right. Because if they didn't want to hear from you, they know how to get rid of you. Everybody knows how to do that. Moving on to point number three. We are talking here about how to market like a politician. And I just told you about in point number two, staying in touch relentlessly. And as I said, they're sending emails and any of you who's on the cam campaign list of anyone who's running for anything this fall, you probably have been getting inundated with messages as well. Here's the third thing. Always ask for the action. And when it comes to political campaigns, they're usually the action they're usually asking for is the money. Every email I get from a politician, regardless of their affiliation, regardless of what they're running for, regardless of who they are and where they're running, every single one of them, 100%, every single email I receive from a politician, without exception, always asks for some form of action in their message. In marketing, we call this the CTA, the call to action. They always give a call to action. You never just give me a message and then say, all right, well, that's all I had to say. I'll see you later. Never. They always give me an action to take. They never just give you a message and leave you there. And with politicians, usually their action is asking for money. And there's a very interesting thing about this when it comes to politicians specifically when it comes to the CTA. So this guy running for governor in Pennsylvania, he has buttons in every email that would allow you to donate money. So you could donate five dollars, 10, 20, 50, 100 or 500 dollars. Every single email, they have these buttons in there that you can push this button to donate. And then it, it sets up an auto donation, actually. So it's not just donate now. It's donate five dollars every week is donate a hundred dollars every month and if they're not asking you for money which is 95 percent of their time they're asking for money if not asking for that then they're asking you to do something like oh, can you be part of our our team our grassroots team who will actually get on the phone and make calls to people on our behalf or you will actually physically put on a one of our t-shirts and go knock on doors in your neighborhood on our behalf will you download our app and share our messages on your social media platforms on our behalf they ask people to take these take these actions either give us money or do some work for us but they never ever send a message without asking you to do something all right and that's the whole point all right and this is in the marketing world there is always a call to action any marketing person who you study who's worked their weight in smartphones will tell you that you always want to give a call to action to your market anytime you send out a message and Here's the reason why this matters. Many people go through life with no aims whatsoever, aimlessly 
purposely, no goals, no direction. They want and are looking for and are waiting for someone like you to come along and tell them what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. That person would be you. People want you to tell them what to do. They want somebody to direct them and lead them. And this is the exact reason why politicians are able to draw up such large followings, even though if you really think about it, what's a politician offering you in exchange for your money? What are they offering you in exchange for you knocking on doors on their behalf? What are they offering you in exchange for you getting on the phone and sending out text messages and making phone calls to people who you don't know to ask them to vote for that person? Let's say you actually do it. You give money. You give $500 a week or $500 a month or $5 a day, whatever it is. You give your money. You knock on doors. You put on a T-shirt. You go make phone calls. And all of that happens. And the guy wins or the girl. They win the election. They won. What do you get? You don't get anything. They're, they don't. You don't get anything in exchange. At least in the marketing and sales world, at least I'm going to give you something. At least I'll give you a book or I'll give you a course. Or I'll give you some coaching or I'll give you a product or a service or you get some food or something when you buy something from a company. When you do all that work for a politician and give your money to a politician, you don't actually get anything. You get nothing. You get the satisfaction of knowing you supported this person for winning. And I'm bringing that up to say this. If a politician can do all of this aggressive marketing, and ask people for money, time, attention, energy, and focus, and get it in exchange for literally nothing. Why is it that a marketer who actually has a product or service to offer, why would you be tentative about asking people for money? I mean, at least you're giving them something in exchange that they can hold in their hands, and they can see on their website, and they can show it to their husband or wife and say, look, I paid money, and this is what I got. But a politician, you can't do that. You have nothing to actually show. But politicians, they all have large followings. They all got lots of fans, fervent fans. Why? It's not because they're giving you something. It's because they are directing people and giving people something to believe in and an action plan to follow, and they're giving them something to do. And I know many of you in this room don't fit this description, but there are a whole lot of people on the planet. There are 8 billion people on the planet. Right now, according to Clubhouse Stats, there are 144 people in this room. So we are a very small percentage of the population. Most people don't have something to do. They don't have anywhere to go. They don't have anything to believe in. They don't have a, a reason for existing. So when someone comes along and gives them a reason and gives them a purpose and gives them something to follow and gives them something to do and gives them a plan of action and says, look, we're going to do this, this, and this. All I need you to do is this and this. Notice keeping it simple. We're going to do these three things. I need you to do these two things and give me some money while you're at it. They will do it simply because people need a purpose more than they need their money. More than they need a product in exchange for their money, people need a purpose. And when you give people a purpose, they will do what you tell them to do. You as a marketer or salesperson need to be aggressive and intentional about giving people a purpose and a reason. And they will follow you to the ends of the earth, just like a politician can offer exactly nothing in exchange but their thanks. And they, you can get people to give you money, go to work for you and defend and argue for you on social media just because you gave them a purpose and you gave them a reason. If you look at political campaigns, specifically the, the national ones that everybody can see, this is exactly what happens. The people who win give the people who vote for them a purpose, and that's why they win. I'm not saying that's the only reason why they win. I am saying it's the only reason why they win. So let's recap my three points here, and if we got a, a minute or two, we may take a couple comments. I'm talking about how to market like a politician. And I want you all to notice everything I'm saying here, you should be looking at 
how you can use this in your marketing. This is not about politics specifically. Number one, repeat the same message over and over and over again. The winning politicians come up with a simple enough message that everyone can understand. They just keep repeating it. Barack Obama, you can remember his message. Donald Trump, you can remember his message. Hillary Clinton, you kind of remember hers, and that's why she lost. John McCain, uh, Mitt Romney, you can't remember theirs, and that's exactly why they didn't win. And whoever comes up next is going to be the exact same thing. Point number two, stay in touch relentlessly. I get emails from these people running for governor in Pennsylvania three or four times a day right now. Before that, it was once a day. Then it got two to three times a day. But it's relentless marketing. And they're marketing to people who already decided that they like them. And this that's the interesting thing. And you, all you're trying to do is move the people who already know you to actually take action rather than just passively consuming your material. They're not trying to convert anybody. They're just trying to get you to do something. And this is the same thing you need to be doing in marketing and your stuff. Remember that the easiest sale to make is to the person who has already bought from you in the past, not to the person who has never bought from you before. And number three, always ask for the action. And political campaigns is usually asking for money. We need money because my opponent has more money than me. We need money because my opponent is a bad guy. We need money because my opponent has the exact opposite opinion of what I have. These are the exact. These are really the things that they say in their emails. Like you just got to give me money because my opponent is he has the exact opposite opinion from me on this particular issue. So can you give us money right now so we can win this election? That's literally what they say in the email. And people give them money, and they're offering exactly nothing in exchange for your money. And you marketer salesperson you're actually offering something a course a book a product a service some food something you're giving people something that they can hold in their hands and look at and you're nervous and tentative about asking for money whereas they're offering nothing and they have no shame about asking for money you should really think about the juxtaposition between those two points so the reason politicians have large followings is because they give people a reason for being. They give them a purpose. They give them something to believe in, and that is worth money to people. That is worth money to the masses of people. And if you can, if you can not only logically understand this, but emotionally internalize it and start using it in your marketing, I guarantee you it will help you make more money, change more lives, and do more business. So with all that said, we are right at nine o'clock. So I'm not going to um, open it up for questions. This is my, I know the Babs and the boys are coming up next, but I will tell everybody that my book right here, The Mirror of Motivation at the top of the screen is a book that I give away for free. All we ask people is just to cover the shipping and I will ship you a physical copy, physical copy of that book, Mirror Motivation. It's all about how you show up and be your best self so you can do what you need to do and have what you want to have in life. And we are right at nine o'clock.